Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi there, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Supreme, and you're listening today to podcast number 36. Today we're going to talk a little bit about something just different that we haven't touched on yet, which is ferrets. We're going to focus on Ferrets 101, everything you should know if you're thinking about getting a ferret as a pet. Ferrets can be terrific pets, but they're not great for everyone if you don't think it through. Like any other uh, small animal or bird or unusual pet, ferrets have a lot of unique requirements and a lot of times people rush out and get a ferret and don't really know a lot about them. Now, ferrets are in the mustelid family or weasel family. Um, they have many features of cats and almost dogs. Um, they do, unfortunately, get a lot of the same diseases that cats and dogs can get, so they do need to be vaccinated. So if you're going to get a ferret, you do need to take it to the veterinarian and have it checked out when you first get the ferret and make sure that you vaccinate it for rabies, vaccinate it for distemper virus. These are uh, diseases, obviously, you're probably familiar with in cats and dogs. You certainly want to check out the laws in your town because ferrets are not actually legal everywhere in the U.S. Uh, and around the world. Interestingly, I live in New York and ferrets are not legal in New York City, but they are legal in the rest of the state. So it's very, very specific and, and the laws are set up in such a way that, you know, you really have to check it out and make sure that you have a legal pet in your area. Um, ferrets are very, very curious and very mischievous, and they get into everything. So if you're going to have a ferret in your home, you kind of have to ferret-proof your environment. And that means making sure that all little teeny things, little objects are taken off the floor. They're kind of hoarders. They run around, they gather things, and they squirrel them away. They put them away. Like I've known some patients of mine to collect dozens and dozens of pairs of shoes, ferret patients, and squirrel them away in closets. So people you know, lose their shoes, lose important objects. They also tend to eat a lot of things inappropriately. They love rubber. Um, they love soft and chewy things. So you never ever want to have them have access to anything that they could chew, like a rubber ball, even the foam uh, on the back of a couch, anything like that you really have to prevent their access to. Or those objects can get stuck in their gastrointestinal tracts and cause uh, an obstruction, which is potentially a life-threatening thing. So if you're going to let your ferret run around, which it should come out of its cage and run around. Um, you have to pen off an area, make sure that it's safe, make sure all the wires are put away and all the small objects that the ferret could get into. Now, that being said, um, when ferrets are in a home, they really need to be supervised. So that means that if they're not being watched, they need to be in a cage so they don't get into trouble. 
The cage should be big enough for them to climb around and move around. Um, they can live successfully with many other ferrets. Uh, I know quite a few ferret owners who get one and then they get two and then they get three. It's kind of a disease. Uh, you often collect a lot of ferrets because they're really fun and very, very playful. Um, ferrets do better when they're raised together. Sometimes when you introduce a, another ferret later on, potentially you can introduce infection and sometimes they will have some behavioral issues if they don't know the new ferret coming in. You have to kind of do that introduction gradually. Now, um, ferrets also get dental problems. So they have teeth sort of, you know, more like cats and dogs teeth. They're not like rabbits or rodents teeth that grow continuously. They're closed rooted, meaning they grow in, they have baby teeth that fall out and then the adult teeth grow in. And just as you would brush a, brush a dog's teeth or ideally a cat's teeth too, although many people don't do that, you brush your ferret's teeth and they make little tiny toothbrushes that have um, meat flavored toothpaste that comes with them. And you can get these at your veterinarian's office or um, some local pet supply stores. And you should start brushing your ferret's teeth from an early age, get them used to it. Um, otherwise, they're going to build up a lot of tartar on their teeth and they do need professional cleaning. So they should have a check up once a year for those vaccines um, and you should be feeding them ideally you know they're carnivores meaning they eat meat so they should have a fairly high protein moderate fat uh, lower in carbohydrate diet and there's some great pelleted foods out there on the market that uh, meet those needs and you really want to avoid feeding them a lot of sugary things, a lot of carbohydrates. Um, they are prone to developing uh, a type of tumor in their pancreas called an insulinoma. Now, an insulinoma is sort of the opposite of diabetes. You know, in diabetes, you don't make enough insulin, so you have to take insulin if you're diabetic. Um, with ferrets with an insulinoma actually have a growth or a cancer that grows in their pancreas, and it produces excessive amounts of insulin, which then lowers their blood sugar and makes them lose weight and become very weak. We can't prevent this from happening, but we can prevent surges in insulin if the, the ferret is developing an insulinoma or is, or is tending toward it, but we can prevent these surges in insulin by avoiding a lot of sugary foods. So if you're going to feed your ferret a treat, maybe a little piece of, you know, cooked meat, deli meat or cooked chicken, lean meat, uh, a little bit of egg or cheese, things that are higher in protein uh, rather than sugar. Um, you don't really want to, you know, feed them a lot of junk food. Um, they will get into things. They like to nibble away at lots of things that are inappropriate for them. But again, you want to focus on protein as the main source of their nutrition and fresh water. You really don't need to feed them more than that. Um, remember in the wild, there are, um, they're eating all kinds of prey animals. They're eating rodents and some rabbits even and some amphibians and fish and all kinds of things. Now, we don't feed them that variety in captivity. So it is important that they're on a pelleted diet that contains all the vitamins and minerals, all the nutrients that they need. There are people that are fans of raw diets. I am really not one, only because captive ferrets, um, their gastrointestinal tract hasn't evolved to adapt to all the bacteria, including salmonella bacteria that comes in raw meat um, that, you know, wild ferrets, uh, gastrointestinal bacteria have adapted to. So if a ferret in, uh, a pet ferret should eat something that has salmonella in it, they can get diarrhea, um, very upset stomach. And um, so I'm not a big fan of raw meat diets for ferrets that are pets. Um, fer ferrets that are pets also are susceptible to some other things that people can get uh, as well, with, such as uh, human flu virus. 
pet ferrets are one of the very few animals that do get the flu from people. So if you have a cold or if you have flu or if you suspect you have the flu, you really don't want to be handling your ferrets because they can catch it from you and they can get very sick with respiratory problems. Um, another disease that you want to be aware of uh, if you have a pet ferret is adrenal gland disease. Adrenal gland disease is uh, a tumor that forms in, the, in one or both adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are little glands that sit in front of each kidney. There's two of them in the, in the body, in the ferret's body, and two of them in our bodies as well. And uh, if pet ferrets tend to be very inbred in the U.S. in particular. And this is a disease that seems to pop up a lot in ferrets as they age, usually after age three. Sometimes we'll see it as early as two in, in some uh, captive bred ferrets. Um, but what happens is that they produce excessive amounts of insulin, of uh, 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 hormones, sorry, hormones in those um adrenal glands, uh, sex steroid hormones, and the sex steroid hormones actually um, cause them to lose hair. Um, if it's a male ferret, the male ferrets will actually uh, have an enlarged prostate. Enlarged prostates can press down on the um, urethra, which is the tube that drains the bladder, so it makes it hard for those male ferrets to urinate. They can strain, and sometimes they can suffer urinary tract obstruction, which actually is a life-threatening thing. So if you see hair loss in your ferrets, um, if you see that they're very itchy, females can get this too. Um, you'll see that in females, the vulva, um, that's space around the vag vaginal opening, it will actually enlarge. It looks like a little round donut uh, that forms on the, the back end of the ferret. So that's in a female, and the males will often strain, as I said, to urinate. So these are signs with hair loss and itchy skin, even little pimples in the skin, that your ferret might have an adrenal gland tumor. Um, those tumors typically have been treated by surgery in the past. Now we have a wonderful hormone um, called Lupron or Luprolide acetate is the name of the hormone technically um, that is available through veterinarians that um, can be used to uh, treat adrenal gland disease. Um, and they're actually implants of this hormone too. These implants are called Deslorelin and they look like little rice grains or microchip like things that are implanted underneath your first skin that slowly release this synthetic hormone like the Lupron hormone which is given through injection so that you can either give it through injection or you can put this implant in and the hormone is released very slowly over time in the ferret's body and this synthetic hormone sort of tricks the ferret's body into thinking that it's time to shut off all those other sex hormones that the adrenal glands that now have tumors in them that are in overdrive these adrenal gland tumors that they form that are producing excessive sex hormones um, it, it shuts down the formation of these sex steroids and um, it doesn't these hormones that we use synthetically don't eliminate the tumors in the adrenal gland but they do control um, the output of these hormones by these tumors and we control the signs so if the prostate's enlarged it can help shrink the prostate if the vulva is enlarged in a female it can help uh, you know shrink the vulva and over time left untreated these uh, adrenal gland hormones can actually suppress the bone marrow of the ferret making the ferret more susceptible to infection. So it is something you do want to treat. So if your ferret is showing any of these signs, hair loss, swollen vulva, straining to urinate, itchy skin, those are signs you should have your ferret checked out by your veterinarian. And that, that is a very common disease in ferrets typically after about age three. Um, ferrets also get 
heart disease as they age. So it's important to have your ferret's heart uh, examined or listened to by your vet every year. And unfortunately, they get other types of tumors too. Lymphoma, a very common tumor in all animals, including people, is something also that ferrets get. Um, Ferrets are also susceptible to some gastrointestinal viruses. You've probably heard, if you have a ferret, of the green slime diarrhea that ferrets get. It's actually a, a virus called coronavirus. Um, those viruses can be contagious from ferret to ferret, and many, many times uh, young ferrets in pet stores who have been around a lot of other ferrets will pick up this virus and actually carry it without showing any signs. And then an owner may bring this young ferret into their household where perhaps they have older ferrets, and the older ferrets suddenly break with diarrhea. So that is something that uh, you need to be aware of if you're introducing new ferrets to old ferrets. You want to do it gradually and you want to make sure you monitor uh, your older ferrets if they've been exposed to these new ferrets very carefully for diarrhea and, and have them seen by a vet if this develops. Ferrets also will often carry a bacteria in their gastrointestinal tract called helicobacter. It's a bacteria that's present in the human stomach as well, and sometimes it gets out of control in ferrets who are stressed if they're undergoing a move or they're moving homes or there's a new pet in the house. Sometimes this helicobacter will sort of overgrow in their intestinal tract and produce diarrhea and uh, sometimes even bloody diarrhea So or, or tarry dark stool if it's digested blood. So that is another sign that you want to have your ferret checked out. So there are a handful of diseases, as you can see, that if you're going to have a ferret, you should be aware of. Um, ferrets can be, on the other hand, wonderful, fun, playful companions. Um, when you first get them, just, you know, as a puppy or kitten might be kind of nippy. Ferrets can be kind of nippy, and you have to teach them not to bite, which means if they're really oral and nipping at you, and you know, when they're doing that, you want to put them down and just kind of give them a timeout. You don't want to reprimand them, because if you actually yell at them when they're uh, biting and nipping at you, it actually encourages or inadvertently reinforces that nipping behavior. So you just want to put them down and walk away if they're nipping at you. And over time, they will grow out of that. Um, you do want to remember also that ferrets can get fleas like dogs and cats. And there are certainly uh, medications, topical medications you can get through your veterinarian to prevent that. And if you live in an area where it's very warm and you're going to let your ferret outside in particular, ferrets also get heartworm disease like dogs do. Um, so you want to get them on a preventative for heartworm disease, particularly if you're going to try to walk them outside. Now, some people do like to walk them on leashes. Not all ferrets love to walk on leashes. So it's something that you have to train them to do. Um, but they can be wonderful, fun, uh, outgoing companions, and they can live many, many years um, with good medical care. Unfortunately, a lot of them get these same conditions, so it is important to have them checked annually so that your veterinarian can uh, diagnose these diseases early, nip them in the bud, and, and really try to treat them before um, you know they get too serious too quickly. Um, but uh, just remember, they can live, ferrets can live successfully in houses with cats and dogs. You just have to supervise your ferret. And remember that your ferret is a predator like a cat and dog. And if you have other smaller animals in the house, like bunnies or gerbils or hamsters, um, you know, or guinea pigs, that your ferret, uh, it, as a predator, may try to go after those pets, not maliciously, but just instinctually. So you do have to make sure you supervise your ferret around other animals, including birds. You know, they're hunters 
creatures in the wild. So you don't want to leave these animals all un unattended together. Um, and, you know, they should certainly have fresh water every day. Um, you don't want to overdo the vitamins. If they're on a healthy pelleted diet, they really don't need supplemental vitamins. Um, a, a good, complete, nutritious diet, uh, a pelleted diet for ferrets should have all that a ferret needs, you know, with some supplemental water, um, obviously every day and an occasional higher protein treat. Um, I think that the biggest issue that, that ferret owners face is that people misunderstand these animals. They don't understand how these sort of uh, wild animals, these predatory animals can make loving and wonderful companions. And they can. They can be trained to be like cats or dogs. They'll follow you around. They'll come hang out on your lap. Um, they're very, very loving and very responsive. But when they are little and particularly, you know, as they're growing, they're very, very mischievous and they get into things. So you do need to supervise them. Um, do you have a pet ferret? If you do, you might have a question for me. So just remember that when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout these episodes, you should follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask questions specifically for me to answer on the show. And maybe it's about your pet ferret. Maybe it's about your pet bird or other small animal. Um, you're also going to see some sneak peeks there to episodes you may have missed. And if you have any very specific questions, you can feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customer care at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and I want to thank you so much today for listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.